All right. Welcome everyone to another week on the Opie Did It Again podcast with, I would say Tanya and Rachel, but Rachel decided to not join us tonight. Um, so don't worry though, you don't have to listen to just me talk, even though I probably could do that. Um, I am joined by my friend, Amanda. Say hi, Amanda. Hello, friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you, it's, it's the Opie Did It Again podcast with Tanya and Amanda tonight. <laughs> so yes, Let's go. I that Amanda was still able to make it tonight. Rachel has other plans that she kind of forgot about because that's just what life does sometimes. Um, but we invited Amanda here tonight to talk about like, dating. So we, we've talked a lot about dating as single people, right? Well, Amanda, <laughs> you have quite the different experiences dating as, as a single person when you are also raising or were raising two little ones as a single person. Yes. So we wanted to talk about what it's like to date as a single mom, as a single parent, um, because I don't think Rachel and I can fully understand. Like, I don't know if anybody that's single without children can fully understand because it's, it's already so difficult. And then you add on children. It's a whole other world. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So first though, oh, as you already know, Amanda, cause you're a listener, we like to have you introduce yourself a little bit so that the, re the reader readers, oh my God, the listeners get to know you a little bit. So why don't you introduce yourself? Um, you kind of know the drill, but feel free to however you want to introduce yourself. Go ahead. Hello. So I met Tanya through the JCs, which is JCI, Greater huh? Muskegon. And then I started working with her. Woo -woo. Um, <laughs> and then we have become friends. So it's been awesome. But as for my Hogwarts house, I am a Gryffindor, which back in the day, I was super excited for that because why wouldn't you want to be a Gryffindor? Right. But now as an adult, I'm a little jealous that I'm not a Ravenclaw, <laughs> but I can't, <laughs> I can't just change my house just because my friends are in another one. So <laughs> <laughs> this is true. You can't like, I, I wonder if the sorting house like wouldn't allow that to happen. Like that's not a good enough reason to switch your house because <laughs> you do ultimately get to choose, but I will say, I feel like Gryffindors and Ravenclaws hang out more than other houses. So you'll be total, you'd be chill in the Ravenclaw house like anytime, <laughs> I'm sure. That's awesome. Um, and, and then, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. As for my astrological sign, I am a Leo. So hello, Amanda's in the house. I am a Leo. No, yes. <laughs> I will say, I feel like that's fitting. Like, I love the fact that you are a Leo and a Gryffindor. Like if there were two, if there was an astro astrological sign that should be in Gryffindor, it's a Leo. Like with like both for many reasons. So I do think it works. Well, thanks. I guess. Yeah. So who was your sexual awakening? Okay, so I have it narrowed down to two because I had okay. dreams about two growing up. And one of okay. them was Jesse McCartney. Like totally his, fair. his album at the time when I was like a teenage, early young teenager, I had mm -hmm. dreams about him. Beautiful <laughs> Soul was like, I listened to that on repeat. But then another one, which isn't as well known, is Oliver James. And he was in the movie called What a Girl Wants with Amanda Bynes. And he was yes. like her love interest from England. Yes. And that accent and his singing. 
Uh, yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. He was also in that Hillary Duff movie, right? Yes. Raise your voice. Raise your voice. Yes. How yes. that movie came back to my consciousness. Did, were you the one that brought it up? Yes. Yeah. But I feel like I saw it somewhere else too, like on a list, sir. I saw it somewhere and I was like, oh my God, you're right. I forgot about this movie. But it made me think, I was like, oh, wait, it had that really hot guy in it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like a, a, a yeah, a reemergence of a memory I forgot. <laughs> that started my obsession with men with accents. So, <laughs> I mean, totally fair. Totally 100% fair. Right? Those are good ones it. we haven't had yet. I like that. Okay. But then who would you say are your current top five celebrity crushes? Okay. So I've got to go with Ed Sheeran. Mm -hmm. um for sure and then alan leach um he was tom branson in downton abbey i love him yeah he's a good one has he done much like besides downton abbey no no like i can't think of him in anything recent off the top of my head i feel like he was in something that i watched right as i was watching downton abbey but now i can't remember what it was but yeah he's great and then um <laughs> Marcus Rashford, he's on the England soccer team and Manchester United. He's totally a fair. cutie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the new like recent one is Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. <laughs> like I was on Joe Burrow TikTok for the longest time. And you know, yeah. it was worth it. So um, and then my last one. Is Dr. Quentin Tyler a celebrity? Because he's hot. <laughs> he's a celebrity in the extension world, right? <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? You can totally count our boss. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> that is I hilarious. mean. <laughs> Although yeah. I will say you're the first one to bring up athletes. Like none of like Rachel and I don't have athletes on our celebrity list. And I don't think anybody, any other guests have ever brought up any, any, um, athletes, but I feel like that fits with you. You're very sports oriented. So yeah, I mean, that's good. I love that we have athletes now added to hot people that we like in this podcast. (laughs) No, but I will say soccer plays were my type. If I had to have like an athlete athletic type in high school, and then I kind of switched to rugby, rugby players in college. So that doesn't describe my type of man. <laughs> I feel like nothing. I will. mean, Niall is a golfer, technically. Well, don't so. remind me. <laughs> the worst, like he, that man has so many green flags. And then I wouldn't say liking golf is a red flag, but it's definitely yellow. Flag. I'm like, really? I just, Anya I, Sue. <laughs> I can't stand golf, Amanda. There's <laughs> nothing wrong. Some. With tipping back a few drinks in the back nine on a golf cart. I, that's literally would be the only way somebody, especially a man could get me out on the golf course is (laughs) there's a lot of alcohol. Okay, fine, fine. (laughs) Anything else I would, no, 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 no. But he has so many, Niall Horn at least has so many green flags that I am willing to accept (laughs) that yellow flag of his. (laughs) All right, so let's dive into this topic about dating as a single mom so you are not a single mom anymore you are recently married yay but you obviously (laughs) you were a single mom for like 
on and off 10 years, right? A long time. Yeah. yeah. I had my daughter in 2010 and I met my partner now in 2017. Um, so yeah. I had a yes. long, long, a long time. Of- of the single parent life. So, yeah. So I figured we'd maybe kind of break it down almost like how Rachel and I just broke down what it's like to dating nowadays, pretty similar. So you, you have two kids actually, right? You have a daughter and a son now. Um, so like what, what was it like to make that decision to like start dating again? Did you know that you wanted to go on apps at all? Was it more like, you're just going to put yourself out there? Like how, what does that even look like? How, like, I know what it's like to try to decide if I'm ready to put myself back out there, but like to add in, I hate to say the messiness, but the messiness of two children, yeah. how do you like, what's, what does that even look like? Well, I mean, in the beginning of my single parent life, I was just lonely and I didn't really care. I just wanted to date whoever would give me a chance. Yeah. I was at like, my lowest of lows. I was probably like depressed. Yeah. Um, and I just, whoever would give me the time of day was kind of like, okay, that's fine. And I didn't have a list of like, what are green flags and what are red flags? I just accepted who would accept me because I felt worthless. Yeah. Um, but then I, rocked the single parent life on my own for years and Mm -hmm. realized I can do this on my own. I don't need anybody to help me. Mm. I'm doing a great job by myself. I don't need anybody. I found my happiness, um, just as a single mom. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized like, okay, I could find a partner if I can find a partner that will accept myself and my children, I think I'm ready to dive back in. And that was in 2017 when I decided to join, um, the Tinder life, which probably (laughs) isn't the best decision to try to find a partner. Um, when you're a mom with two young children, but somehow I managed to find a a diamond in the rough. Yeah, truly. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, (laughs) I also like, I mean, to put it in a Midwestern perspective, like Tinder was probably, especially in 2017, like one of the best options, right? Like you could have maybe done like, okay, Cupid or something like that. But like, again, (laughs) like, (laughs) it's not like we live in New York city where you could meet tons of new people all the time. Like Tinder, I mean, I said it before last season, like Tinder's kind of still feels like the best option where we live, unfortunately. (laughs) It doesn't feel good to say that, but (laughs) well, I was just wondering, like you, like I kind of, I appreciate what you said about you realized after a few years, like you didn't need a partner. You kind of wanted one, right? Like that shift in that mindset. I feel like we've kind of talked about it a little bit on other episodes, but that's something that I've really noticed, even just as a single person, like coming to, coming to terms with like, no, I don't need anybody in my life. I've been single for long enough. Like I know what I'm doing. I've got this figured out, but I want somebody in my life. And it's almost that shift. I feel like does help you weed out the not great, pretend the not, the not great partners, right? Like 
you're not doing it from a place of like, oh, but I need somebody to validate me. No, I'm doing this because I want somebody, I want companionship. For sure. And, you know, once you find your happiness and you love yourself and you realize I don't need somebody to make me happy or Mm -hmm. I don't need somebody to make this a family. I'm happy as I am. My children are happy and I'm happy and I'm ready to find a partner in this life who wants to just add to our awesome dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So then when you made that decision to download Tinder, I'm always just like on the opposite end when I look at men who clearly have kids, like what was, what were your thoughts on how do I make a profile? Like, do you immediately put that you have kids on your profile? Do you put pictures of your kids on your profile? Like, what are your thoughts about all of that? Cause I've got my own thoughts about men and stuff with their dating profiles, but what are your thoughts? Oh, the dreaded question to add whether I have kids or not. Yeah. That is a dilemma. I mean, mm-hmm. because you either put that you have kids and that wipes out about 75% of the male population, but you also don't want to lie. Um, I felt if I didn't put anything about having kids, I felt I was just lying from the get-go, Yeah, um, which is unfair to both myself and whoever's swiping left and right. Um, I didn't want to lie or hide things. Um, So I ultimately decided to put that I had kids on my profile, which I'm sure deterred people away from swiping Mm -hmm. right, which is fine. And, you know, my Tinder journey made me realize that I can't force somebody to want to be in my children's life. Yeah. If somebody just decides like, Hey, I, I like you. I'm sorry. I just, I can't do the kids thing. Like that's fine. It's their Mm -hmm. life. I can't force my lifestyle upon them. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to realize that really quickly because I had a lot of people say like, you're really cool, but I just, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And it hurt at first, but when I put myself in their shoes, I, I realized, you know, these are my children. They're nobody Mm -hmm. else's responsibility. If they don't want that for their life, that's fine. Right. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I was just actually talking about this with a friend explaining like, this is what the topic for the podcast episode was going to be. And him as a man was like, yeah, I got to be honest. If I see a picture of kids on a girl's dating profile, I kind of swipe left with it. Like, I don't, it's not really my thing. And I was like, that's like, that can't, like, that's not a problem. Like in my mind, if you know, you don't want kids or not sure it's a commitment, like kids are a fucking commitment. Like I would much rather, if I was in your shoes, I would much rather meet men who are like, yeah, definitely not. Then like, I would rather that they know that upfront than lead me on or think they can do it and then get introduced to my kids and be like, hurt them when they leave. Like, it's okay. Like, you don't have to want these kids. Like that's- And honestly, why would you want somebody in your life who doesn't want anything to do with your children anyway? Exactly. Yeah, if, if a guy told me like, I'm sorry, I can't like you have kids. I'd be like, peace then, you know, yeah. like, I don't want you if you don't want to deal with my kids. And yeah, I absolutely did not put them in any profile pictures. 
um, I don't post them publicly at all on any social media. Yeah. Um, with if I post a Facebook post, I have like only these certain people can yep. see. Um, because you know what? There's creeps out there. And yeah. what if a guy sees a picture of my child and swipes right because of my child, you know, right. not even because of me. I'm not risking yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's but I know that was something that Rachel really kind of wanted to talk about is just like having to unfortunately think that way and I so we'll get to that in a second but like the picture thing is really interesting to me like I saw something um from somebody I followed on Instagram for a while and she said like it's weird if you put pictures of your children on a dating profile it's just like I'm not trying to date your kids I'm trying to date you kind of a thing and I I kind of agree with that like it's not an immediate no if I see pictures of kids on your profile because like there are times when like sometimes I'm oh but I really like this picture of me and my niece like that's cute like but it's like no like first of all as you said child safety I'm like no 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 like these are random ass people they're not about to see pictures of my nieces and nephews right but then also like there is a level of like what are you, I, I I guess I'm always really curious when a guy posts pictures of his kids like what are you trying to say here like are you trying to show that you're a good dad like a picture doesn't really show that to me. Like, it's just, I don't know the thought. I, I just don't personally love it. Like it's one of those. It's a red flag. If a guy has a picture of his child on his dating profile, that's scary. That's like him being like, look at me. I'm a good dad. He's probably a shit dad trying to make it look like he's father of the year. Yeah. In my eyes, yeah. being judgy, um, if you're a good parent, you're not posting your children on a dating profile for creeps to see. Yeah. That yeah. Person, I, mean, maybe I, I that bet person guys don't would, think that way yeah. primarily because our society doesn't view female predators the same way they view male predators. But like, but also like, it, yeah, to me, it's just like, you're trying to score brownie points before I even meet you. And that's just like annoying. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm sorry to the listeners. I am a hypocrite and I swiped left anytime a guy's profile said he had kids because I just, I can't, I can't with somebody else's kids. I don't like them. I instantly <laughs> don't like them. My kids are perfect and I love them so much. And I am never going to love your children as much as I love my own. And that's unfair. So it's not, I wouldn't say that it's unfair that you have that boundary. Again, we were just saying like, if a man knows that he doesn't want children in his life right now, that's not, it's not unfair for you to also have that boundary. Cause I also understand Amanda, like you already have two kids. Like if you're like, I am maxed out to add (laughs) more children to that. Like, I don't blame you one bit for not wanting to date a man who also had children. Like, I guess I mean that it would be unfair to that person's child that I would never be able to feel the love for them that I do for my two children. Yeah, I can, I can see that a little bit, but there is, there is a point that at some point, if hypothetically this was to happen, you would at least care for that child in some way, like on some (laughs) level, (laughs) I know how you feel about children. I know, but (laughs) I do. It's not like you would actively dislike that child unless you want to try to be one of those Disney stepmoms. <laughs> That's true. I would not actively be that way, <laughs> but yeah. I, in my heart, I just, I know that 
I could never. So. Yeah. And I mean, again, but that's fair. Like if you know that, why involve yourself in a child's life then? Yeah. Like that's, you're right. It's not fair to that child. So yeah, that's totally fair. Like, and, and luckily you matched with a man who didn't have children. So you're good. Thank <laughs> everything that told me yeah, yeah he doesn't have children that I know of, that we know of um yeah, knows. <laughs> so, <laughs> that would I be quite say, the story <laughs> um another red flag or maybe yellow flag to me is that when my profile said I had children I would have conversations with people for weeks and they wouldn't one time ask me about it oh like, that's a ooh it was, it would be strange. Like yeah. my profile says I have kids and you're not asking me at any point, how many kids, yeah. um, what are their names? Like, what are they like? Like nothing for weeks. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like my profile says I have kids. Did you just miss that? Or so then yeah. I would have to awkwardly be like, um, do you know I have kids? And they yeah. would just be like, oh yeah, I saw that. And then that would be the end of the conversation. And they'd ask like no questions. And then I, it just like turned me off. Like if, okay, if you're not going to ask anything or care to yeah, like, like know anything at all, then I'm like, okay, bye-bye. Yeah. I mean, it's similar to like, we, like if a guy doesn't ask me things on, on my profile, even not related to children, right? Like if they, if they're like not really asking questions to get to know me, that's an immediate turnoff. But yeah, definitely like if you have children, like I always, I've always kind of struggled with like how to ask about kids. Cause like, not that I don't want to appear creepy or anything, but it is like, I don't need to know a ton of information right away. So it's like, oh yeah, tell me about your kids. Like, it's like, how much do I ask in the first like couple of just chit chats and stuff like that? Cause like, I, I do like kids. Like I've been thinking about in preparation for this episode, like would I date somebody I mean I have gone on a couple dates with people that have had kids but I I don't know like it is interesting to think would I date somebody that I know has one or two kids I really don't think I could date somebody that has more than two kids at this point like I just as a 31 year old who has been perpetually single and child free for my my life I don't think I could add two kids to more than two kids to my life but it would definitely, like, it's not something that I would immediately just want to dive into. It would need to be a lot of conversations. It would need to, I would need to get to know this person very well. Because for me, like, I don't know if I want children on my own. And that's a conversation to have with the future partner. So like, part of me is like, okay, if I want to, you to be my partner, then I need to know what kind of parent you are, what kind of work you've done. Like, there's just so much that goes into it that part of me is like, I don't think I would want to. But I don't think I can say never either. So And see, that's what is so difficult is that you want to protect your children. You don't want your kids to meet somebody where it's not going to work out. But at the mm-hmm. same time, how do you see how that person really is as a parent? Yeah with them not bringing their kids around but it's also important to get to know each other without kids around because Mm -hmm. you need to get to know somebody as who they are individually as well as who they are as a parent and when you're dating you need to get to know that person individually to make sure you like them um Mm -hmm. and (laughs) 
when you finally meet their kids and you realize, oh, wow, they're a shitty parent, you know, like that's tricky because now you've just met their kids and now you're like, oh my, you are an awful parent, you know? And so it's just, it's a lot. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because that was kind of my next topic was, okay. So you matched with your now husband on Tinder, right? And I already know your story a little bit of like how it all happened, but I, I personally, maybe as somebody who works with children and at least is more knowledgeable, have very strong feelings on when people should meet their, their significant other's children, like how you should involve them only because I've seen how it goes when it is not, when it's not thought about, I should say maybe. So I don't know if you want to dive into like what you did if you have any regrets on the way you did it, or if you are really happy with how you introduce your now husband to your children, like just having a conversation of like, how do you do that? Like once you meet somebody, you're feeling really good about them. What are the next steps? Yeah. So really every case and every scenario is different. For sure. Um, so just want to start out with that, but I For mean, sure. yeah. I met my now husband in November of 2017 and he did not meet my kids until July of 2018. So it was a very long time. (laughs) Um, It was just my comfort level. It was his comfort level. Mm -hmm. We wanted to get to know each other first as um, who we were, like I said before, like our individual self, um, before he saw the mom, Amanda, because mm-hmm. that's, it's not completely different people, but it is different. Yeah, for sure. And so we went to um, a Taco Bell because at the time my husband worked second shift. And so we met for a brief lunch at Taco Bell and it was a disaster. Oh my, my God, son, really? Oh, my son didn't want cheese on his taco so he was just flicking the cheese wherever and he got one of their watermelon freeze drinks and Uh it had candy seeds in it and he didn't like the candy seeds so he was just spitting them out and it was just so awkward I did not know this (laughs) I had to apologize like my kids are wild animals. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, obviously I cleaned up the mess. I'm not trash, but <laughs> it was embarrassing. Um, oh, yeah. but he liked them, I guess, because, <laughs> um, he continued. Or he liked you to enough to, for it to not matter. <laughs> that might be what it was. Um, but guess what? We all love each other very much now. So, but we still talk about the Taco Bell incident and, um, my son's spitting fake, like watermelon candy seeds everywhere in a Taco Bell. So yeah. And my child still doesn't eat cheese. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I wish hopefully eventually he'll change his mind, (laughs) but it is, I love that story so much because I feel like that just shows I mean, I feel like that shows that you did it right. Like if on some level, your partner was able to be like, you know what? I know that she's a good mom and these are just kids. <laughs> like your kids were just being kids, right? <laughs> but like he was able to see kind of past that and see, still see you as a person and like at least respect that. I'm sure that had something to do with it at least. So I 
yeah, I just love that story so much. <laughs> I did not know that full story. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? He signed he, I will say maybe it's better. Like maybe it's better if your kids act up the first time they meet the partners because they'll really know what they're getting into. That. <laughs> but he has no reasons now to say that he had no idea for what your children sure. were like. <laughs> And my son has given us a run for our money ever since. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I definitely, and I, I feel like I feel bad that I say I have such strong opinions when once again, I don't have children. I've never dated a man with children, but I just know so many friends who have either dated people with children, et cetera. And I also just know like, the psychology of like child development of like introducing people and taking them out, like uh, taking them out of their lives. Like it's not good for children to like meet people and get really attached to people and then never see them again. (laughs) So I just really struggle with people who think it's fine that you get to meet my kid, like on the third date or something. Cause I wouldn't like, that would be a red flag for me. If I was dating somebody and they're like, oh yeah, my kids are by, like, you can stop. I'd be like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to, yeah. I don't know if I want to hang out with you anymore. Like that's it's, not okay to me. It's definitely hard because also if you're a single parent and you have nobody in your town mm-hmm. to help you watch your kids so you can go out on a date, what do you do? I don't even yeah. know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> wait until your kids go to bed and then say, Hey, come on over. Yeah. That's hard. Luckily for me, when I wanted to go on a date with my partner, I would just call up my mom and ask mm-hmm. her to please watch them. And she would every time, but some people don't have that. Um, yeah. and so that's why I was Good able point. to go, I mean, almost an entire year before he even met them because yeah. I had the help. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's a really obviously good point there there's you know so many different scenarios that there are there are there right and wrong ways yeah I think so but also we don't know people's Mm -hmm. home lives and the health they have but I could never no I yeah I think that you bring up really good points and for me it just also would come back to communication then like if if a guy that I was seeing had kids and had and truly was a single dad, like had, didn't have like a, a mom, like a co-parent or anything and was doing it by the himself. Like, I would hope that he would be upfront with me about that. Like, Hey, this might be difficult for me to hang out, blah, blah. Like it's all about communication. Right. So then we, I could determine, okay, like then what are my boundaries? Like I might need to meet your kids a little bit sooner than I would like, but what would that look like? Like maybe just briefly not hanging out all day, kind of like, what would those look like? Um, but again, I, I can say that now as a 31 year old, like if that had happened when I was much younger, even then, I don't know what my boundaries would look like. I'm a, I'm a bit older and wiser now. Right. So yeah. So then, oh, do you have anything else to say? I just wanted to add that doing simple things like going to a fast food place for lunch or a park or a playground or something like that, that's just low key and the kids aren't feeling uptight and mm-hmm. and nervous where they can be themselves. I think that's important. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point to bring up. Can I ask like what did you tell your kids like before they met your husband? <laughs> um 
I just told them that I was really excited for them to meet somebody that I love so much and um, that I think that that they'll really like him too. And we'll, we all have so much in common because we're big sports people. And so mm-hmm. um, my daughter who's older really like chatted with him about sports and basketball and soccer and um yeah I just I told them that he was really important to me and that I really wanted them to meet him uh and I explained to them that I love him and I hope that they will want to build a relationship with him too and um I also gave them the option if they wanted to meet him or not um especially my oldest who's my Mm -hmm. daughter because that's really uncomfortable as a little girl to meet a guy that your mom Mm -hmm. is dating um and so I gave her the option and she wanted to um sometimes you don't get the privilege of being able to ask your child, do you want to or not? Sometimes it's just thrust upon them. Um, but I liked giving her the option. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I think too, like this kind of brings up like the next couple questions I had was, first of all, you're also in a different position because one of your child's fathers is still in their life, right? And the other one is not so much. So there is a level of, and you, you weren't previously married. So in my mind, I was thinking too, like how different it would even be if for, for parents that got divorced to add to that layer. And I'm not saying that like your own experience as. um, No, but Tanya, can you imagine dating and being like, yeah, I have two kids. And then later on having to explain Um, so this one has this dad and this one has this dad. And it's like, you instantly want to be like, I promise I'm not like, uh, what I'd like insert any derogatory name, the slut shame, like the internalized slut shaming kind of comes out. I'm sure. Oh yeah. And then having to explain that, um, it's very tricky and you feel guilt and shame and mm-hmm. having to explain that but if you meet the right person they just they don't care right because ultimately why does that matter right like why does it matter that your kids have two dad different dads like it it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't mean anything really at the end of the day right but in our society that is just yeah terrible <laughs> if you listen to our podcast episodes a couple weeks ago we talked about you know our internalized issues with sex and sexuality and all of that like none of that matters like you've got two kids who cares who their dads were you're not with them anymore so (laughs) that's really all they need to know at at the base level of it right yeah and so because of that situation my partner has two different kinds of relationships with Mm -hmm. my kids with my oldest daughter they love each other but it's a different kind of bond Mm -hmm. than what he and my son have he is the father the sole father figure for my son because his biological father really couldn't care less um so which is funny because honestly my daughter and I have a completely different relationship and bond than what my son and I do too yeah um because I had her at such a young age 
um, I parent her, I'm her mother, but we have a more um, friendship bond too than mm-hmm. my mother son, as they call it, like mama's boy or whatever. It really is a thing. Like he is attached to my hip and so codependent on me. Um, my daughter is a little independent badass. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you bring up a good point too. Like you bring up a lot of things that I want to talk about, but like to stick with this, like, first of all, we even know when you have two, two, a two parent household, right. That you raise children differently after like so many years. Like, I think, I think I read somewhere that it's like every five years, a parent kind of changes the way that they parent. So like as someone who's the oldest of five and there's seven years between me and my youngest sister, like I can say that for certainty. Like we joke all the time how different my parents were parenting me versus my youngest siblings. So like, it totally makes sense to me that your relationship with your two kids are different, but also the way that you parent them. Like you were 18 when you had your daughter, right? And so then give yourself even five more years. And of course you're parenting your son differently. Like (laughs) you've had completely different new experiences to learn from, so yeah, it's been a roller coaster, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. So then I do want to talk about now, like, again, kind of going through the phases of like what it's like to to date and then get into a relationship, right? Like, so you meet your partner, they meet your kids, things are going well. Like, how do you still like navigate all of that though? Because again, like just getting into a new relationship is so hard enough, even when you like are really feeling it, things are going so well. But then to like, when things get bumpy, if things get bumpy, like you guys obviously didn't break up, but like, if things got bumpy, like, how do you navigate? Okay. Navigate all those like next steps. That like I'm thinking about as a single person, like I get into a relationship, moving in with them, um, eventually getting engaged, maybe getting married, like all of those steps. But then you also have, again, the added layer of two children t- that you are bringing along on this relationship journey, because now not just two people it's a family that you're kind of trying to create so like how do you like navigate all of that how do you have conversations with your kids about it like I don't like there's so many things (laughs) we could talk about this for hours um but yeah I I mean because you want your alone time obviously um But then also, like, you need to have that family time to see if everybody bonds and gets along. And if he, Josh, my husband, if he really wanted to do this, you know, yeah. um, as for like the steps and everything, I mean, we took it so slow, like slower than I wanted Um, I mean, we met in November of 2017 and started dating. He didn't tell me he loved me until July of the next year, which is also when I met his mom and then he met my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, like after his family and friends knew I existed. (laughs) Right. (laughs) um, Because they didn't know I existed for a very long time. Yeah. (laughs) For legit reasons. I understand everything now, now that I know, you know. Yeah. Because he also is like, if we want to pause here, like the thing too, is that he also is a person coming in. I hate saying baggage, but his own baggage, right? Like he might not have kids, but like he is, an old, he is a man who also at this point, like you were in your mid twenties, right? Late twenties, yeah, mid twenties when you met him. 
he was a few years older. So it's also one of those things. It's like, it's not like you guys are like new out of on the block, like dating things are exciting. Like he also has his own stuff that he's bringing into this relationship. So honestly, his own childhood trauma that once getting to know my kids had, it has brought back a lot of childhood trauma to him. Um, and he wants to be a better stepdad because Mm -hmm. of what he dealt with growing up. I mean, I'm so proud to say, and he won't care that I say it, but he is now seeing a therapist to deal with that childhood trauma so that he can be a better spouse and a better stepdad. I mean, he was divorced. He was in the military and served multiple tours overseas in in war. I mean, and to have all of that and then parent someone else's kids, um, it hasn't always been easy. There's been times that he has gotten overwhelmed and has needed some space. And I'm glad to give that to him. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a lot. I'm a lot. That's fine. That we're a lot. <laughs> exactly. Um, right. <laughs> like whatever. It's just who we are. Um, yep. But I have to respect also him um, and his boundaries. And if my son's being a little too naughty, um, before my husband says anything, he'll regret, he has to walk away and, and I have to understand that. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can just let kids blab in one ear and it goes out the other and you don't know anything that they're, they said, right. or you don't even hear the annoying noises because you've just, you know, shut it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> like getting more serious and, um, he lived in like a little one bedroom, one bathroom, like <laughs> cottage on a lake with like zero room for all of us to even be at. Yeah, um, a true so bachelor's was, pad. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> Wowzers. Um, yeah, so that it just it was hard. It it was very hard. Like looking back at we went many days without seeing each other. Um, my, I have my daughter week on week off. So the weeks that I didn't have her is when my son and I would go to his house to see him on weeks that I did have her. I respected that she needed her own space, um, her own bedroom and didn't, she didn't want to be crammed in a little bachelor pad with all of us. Like my son didn't care. He's just Uh like, I don't give a fuck. Um, (laughs) he loved it. So, so yeah, we hardly saw each other. It was very hard for a long time. He lived kind of like far away ish. Um, and Mm -hmm. in the winter, like I didn't want to drive all the way out there and my car would get stuck trying to leave all the time. It was just a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then getting engaged, we both thought we never wanted to get married. Like I thought I, I don't need to get married, like whatever. Uh-huh. And he was like, I've already been married, been there, done that. I don't want to again. Um, but we both just, you know, decided this is, this is what we want. We want our family together. We want to not worry about, um, a co-parent going to the court and being like, they're living together, not married, um, and trying to cause a stir because that was just something we were scared of, to be honest. And, um, I didn't want to be brought to court because 
I'm living with my partner and we're not married, which it's a thing. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. If another parent is mad enough, or if I did something ever to make him angry, he could go down the court and say, she's living with a dude and they're not married. And it, you know, so yeah, um, there were a lot of factors on Mm -hmm. engagement. Um, and the, the kids were involved every step of the way. So. Yeah. Do you feel like, cause again, I'm just thinking when I get into a relationship with someone, like I'm building like a, hopefully a family with them eventually. Right. Like if I, there's, there's going to be a point at some point in that relationship where I'm like, yep, I'm in it for the long term, Right. But like with you guys, like you, I'm sure it had to be like even more conversations and like more, I don't, I don't know, like just to be like, is everybody on board with this? Like, like, are the kids on board with Josh being part of this family for the rest of their lives? Hopefully. Right. Like, did you ever have that conversation with your kids or is it kind of just something like you could tell, like they were on board? Um, my son, instant attachment to my husband from the start, maybe because he didn't have a male figure in his life, Mm, maybe because they just are soulmates that way. Um, but he loved Josh from day one and he was all for a family all together. He, that's all he would talk about is like, I want to be a family. I love our family. I love Josh. And my daughter was never against it. Um, it, it's just different, you know, like she felt protective over me mm-hmm. and, and she, Cause, felt- cause she was right around eight, nine years old. Um, quick math when she met. Yes. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) she felt the need to protect me and, and she has seen me at my worst and she was the person I depended on for a Mm -hmm. long time, which is unfair. I've learned now, um, as an adult to put dependency on a child's, um, but we've grew from that. And, and when I talked to her about Josh and I getting married, she was all for it. And she does love him, but it's a different kind of love than what my son shares. Um, and ultimately she just wanted to see me happy. And she Mm -hmm. knew that my husband made me happy. And she knew that I didn't need him and he didn't need me. Mm -hmm. We were just fine on our own but we wanted to be together. Um, and so she loved that. Yeah, for sure. So uh, then to get into something that I think, I don't know if it's the trickiest part of all of this, but like you do have another set of parents and all of this, right? Like another family that you kind of have to involve. And I'm not asking you to dive deep into anything, but like, that's also something in my mind that's always, it's just another added layer to it, right? Of having just, to co-parent. Yeah, like again, feel. we could talk about this for hours, but like you're also, you're, you like you were a single mom, but you also did have another parent. You were co-parenting, right? So then to also cope, like just basically- Okay, you have an ex- Tan- Tanya, oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah. co-parent means that both are working together, okay? True. Let's not <laughs> give them- 
as much You're very, credit. That's very, tri- very fair. As- but like, <laughs> how do I say this? You are stuck with an ex for a long time when you have a child with somebody, right? And that if it doesn't work out relationship wise. So like, I just, how do you involve, like, how do you bring in a new partner knowing that they're going to have to meet an ex, right? Like I will hopefully never have to introduce an ex to a future partner of mine. Right. But like you had to, well, <laughs> like, I funny just, enough, <laughs> um, like how does my, that all work? How does it, I just, that doesn't, I'm, that sounds like a no, really annoying to me. Awful. <laughs> I am lucky enough, um, that my daughter's father and my current partner know each other and have worked together for years. Um, and so honestly, her dad has a lot of respect for my husband. They can talk just fine. He, her dad listens to my husband, um, and really comprehends what he says. But, um, if I were to say the same thing, absolutely not. (laughs) So anytime I need something to like nonchalantly be said, to my daughter's dad I just have Josh do it um so (laughs) it might not be the correct path but it is a good path if you have it hey you have somebody in your corner now right you have somebody on your team to help you out like you don't have to deal with other parents by yourself anymore right the other parents involved you know Tanya you and I have had this conversation many a times at like lunch at work and stuff when you are engaging in sex with somebody (laughs) that's not just like a one night stand but it's somebody you like care about and could potentially see yourself with and you're having sex with them you probably should think about like okay are our religious views somewhat aligned? Are our political views somewhat aligned? Um, raising children, is, is our view of that somewhat aligned? Like, are you gonna beat your kid's butt when they're naughty? Or are you going to have conversations civilly? Yeah. Like, these are things you need to think about if you're going to. <laughs> So before you start having sex with somebody, you need to sit down and have a conversation about children. (laughs) Like just in case I need to know. Um, Right. I think it's like what I always, I know we have talked about this. I will always make the joke that if a guy tries to say, oh, but I don't want to con, I don't want to wear a condom because like blah, blah, blah. All right. You want to raise a kid with me then? (laughs) You want to raise, you want to raise a child with me. Like obviously like abortion is an option, but I'm just like, being realistic with them, right? Like this act is fun and great and wonderful. Awesome. We're not doing it to have a child, but that is a possibility. We need to, we need to acknowledge that and you need to better, better put a fucking condom on because I don't want to raise a child with you. It's just mind blowing how different my morals and values and viewpoint on life is compared to my daughter's dad. Yeah, it is just completely different. Um, and it makes it very hard to yeah. co-parent with somebody who believes in, you know, old school 
parenting styles and honestly some a little bit of abusive styles and it's like I cannot explain that to them it's just not going to happen um and so I have to pick my battles and that's hard and I mean, we had to go to court and I had to be told that my daughter was going to him week on week off and we were court ordered to go to co-parenting classes. One person went, the other didn't. Weird. Um, And it's just been hard. It has been almost 13 years of just trauma and pain and sadness. Uh, It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. not at all. <laughs> so I guess like so, if you could say anything to your 17 year old self now, cause like you obviously don't regret your children. Right. But you have, like you've said to me before, like you have regrets about stuff and just like the way that things have happened. And I, I've actually listened to a really good podcast by Brene Brown a long time ago. And she talked with somebody, a researcher or somebody about regret. And like, we always were told I feel like growing up that like, you shouldn't have regrets, right? Like no, no regrets, all that stuff. (laughs) But like this researcher was actually saying like, no regret is actually a really useful feeling because you can learn from it. Why do you regret doing that? What's, what do you hope to learn and hope to not repeat from that experience? Like it's actually, it's a good thing to have some regrets. So I get like, again, like, what would you say to your like 17 year old self about like now that you... (laughs) have lived 13 years and such. Um. Yeah, I would say to not ignore the red flags because somebody is making you feel good. Yeah. Um, Just like if anybody listening to this podcast watched the Ted Lasso episode yesterday when Rebecca was talking about her ex-husband and how he made her feel special and he made her feel good. And that's why she said yes. Um, So to my 17-year-old self, don't ignore the red flags. They're there for a reason. You notice Mm -hmm. them, you ignore them because somebody is making you feel special. Somebody is making you feel loved. It's not worth it. I knew then what the kind of person he was. And I completely ignored it because oh my goodness, this guy who's a little bit older is giving me attention and he's making me feel wanted and special. And it's just, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would tell myself. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's so, again, this could be a much even longer conversation, but I will try to start wrapping it up here because I do think it's just really fascinating to me the way that we talk about sex in our society or the way that we don't talk about it. And we always want to, like, the reason why we don't want to talk about sex is supposed to be to, like, protect us, right? To protect children. Like, they don't need to know these things. They don't need to, they need to just not have it, blah, blah, blah. But by not talking about it, by not educating, by not sharing stories like yours, Amanda, like, again, you love your children. You love the family that you have created. But obviously, you have some regrets about just how some things were rolled out. And so it's like, if you had been able to learn more, to have conversations, to feel more comfortable, like knowing the consequences of what sex can happen sometimes, and also what it just means to be a parent. Like, I don't, we don't talk about this stuff nearly enough. And I do think that that's why sometimes 
stuff like this happens. Like, again, not bad stuff. Again, you love your children. Things are great, but there are just some things that I would like, I'm sure you, you have said to me, you wish that you had some conversations with your mom growing up that. Yeah. I grew up in a household that sex was never talked about. I wasn't even told that I was going to have a period. I mean, nothing at all which is just baffling to me. <laughs> right. Um, and so I made decisions as a teenager that were dumb because nobody wanted to have conversations with me, which right. is so hard to think about now as an adult. Yeah. And I, like, I, I do have regrets. I re- and you know what? That's okay. And mm-hmm. I, like you said, I love my kids. I hate kids, but I love my kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and they're the best things ever, but I mean, I wasn't ready to have a child at 18. Right. I wasn't even my, I wasn't a good person at that time either. I really yeah. wasn't. Um, yeah. And you know, my last advice for anybody who is going to start dating somebody with children is that just have patience and have some grace Yeah, because that single parent probably has internal struggles going on about, are they doing this right? Um, Dates might have to be canceled because somebody's sick or, you know, anything. So patience or just hashtag don't have kids. Yes. Two options. If you're going to date and uh, date people with kids, have patience or just don't have kids <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Live that dink lifestyle, double income, no kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Amanda. Really appreciate this conversation. Um, getting your insight into what dating was like as a single parent, something that I, I will say, I hope I never have to do. Like, I really, I just don't, I don't think I would want that for myself. <laughs> But I am glad for you that it ended up working out. Well, thank you. This was so much fun. Yeah, um, I yeah. appreciate it. I had no idea Michigan State would be playing in the six, Sweet 16 at the same time. So when I hear this episode, when it comes out, I'll either be sad or really happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, where, what's the score right now? How are we doing? It's tied 55-55. Oh, my God. All right. Well, go green. <laughs> go white. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you're enjoying Ope I Did It Again, follow us on Instagram at Ope Podcast. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Email us. Tell us your stories. You can reach us at OpePodcast22 at gmail.com.